Hi, it's Darcy the Mail Girl. When I'm not trying to convince Joe Bob to play Halloween 3, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that knows nothing ever good comes from spinning a record backwards. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, uh, the preparation for this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness continues as our exploration of Patreon finds us looking into our I've Seen That tier. And uh, whether you've graded your own cheese or not, <laughs> you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your unfulfilled promise hole. <laughs> well, you can find us fulfilling promises yes, yes. out on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk, and on both Blue Sky and Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. But it is only on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and parking lot shenanigans. And as this episode is going to be releasing on a Friday of February 9th, if you find yourself in the Kansas City area, head on over to Screenland.com where they will have those parking lot shenanigans taken care of just indoors for now. But better yet, head on over to the Friday Night Fright tab and the, the Friday this episode is releasing Genius. Yes, what a date. If you're looking for some action, <laughs> we've got a film for you. Mm-hmm. Entry level, gateway, hen and lauder. Do we break out the beaded curtain? Oh, absolutely. Okay. 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay. With the, <laughs> we shouldn't even ask what the term hen and lauder. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> With mean, a name like hen and lauder. It's got to be sleazy. But, uh, <laughs> but it is, though, the, the floor will be... Pretty clean for this one. No, it's still pretty filthy. Yeah, it's just, no, you're right. It, it's still pretty guts, guts and gore. It's, it's, it's not as icky. filthy. Yeah. You, yes. You it's more need, lighthearted icky. You could go to a mist tint after this one and get cleaned off yeah, versus the normal full shower, shower. Right. That you would need. That is a You just need a moist towelette. <laughs> now, that being said, looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright, and this is another one. That we've played before as a Friday Night Friday. It's been in March Madness before. Because it's one hell of a horror film. It's grand. And I can't wait to see it on the big screen. 50 well, foot Christopher Walken face. Ah! Ah! Sleepy Hollow never fails to disappoint. But just recently, uh, I watched Kansas City mm-hmm. for the first time. Robert Altman? Yes. With Harry Belafonte? Yes. I like Harry Belafonte. Ooh, he is he's underrated. in that one. Yeah, he's underrated. Uh, and of course, it was with Jennifer Jason Lee uh-huh. continuing my uh, journey into her, her filmography. Uh, but Miranda Richardson is in Kansas City. She's also in Sleepy Hollow. But her journey as this like drugged up housewife that's being kidnapped by Jennifer Jason Lee, and because she's so drugged up, she doesn't realize that she's being kidnapped. Just comedy gold. But that's why. And also. Be on the lookout. A number of character actors, that guy's, but also he that shall not be. Technically, uh, there's a couple of maybe he that shall not be named. He, one, but, of the, one of the dark overlords. But he, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. But a lot 
to be loved but with the Le- film. Lisa Marie, I think, is underrated. Oh, because she's so pretty and ethereal as she's dancing. She was great in Mars Attacks. She was super good in We Are Still We're Here. We Are Still Here, yes. yes. So no, a lot of that persons. And, and we get an Iron Maiden as well. And you know who else is in this movie? Blink and you miss it. I banish you to Sleepy Hollow. If you return, you may venture to Summer Isle. This is this is definitely where Tim Burton was. <laughs> Flexing his hammer muscles at Michael this point. Michael goes in it too. He's got everyone yeah. from a hammer film yep. in Sleepy Hollow. And yep. now that I've only really delved more into those, I think I'll appreciate this viewing a little bit more. Especially on the big screen. I can't mm-hmm. wait. It's going to be good. Wait. It's going to be good. Now, the uh, other repertory screenings that are happening on the weekend of the 9th, and it is loaded this weekend. And it's no accident uh, that we're playing Frankenhooker mm-hmm. for Friday Night Frights. If you can, uh, come out for that. And then during the weekend, Check out The Bride of Frankenstein, the OG. Oh, fuck with Elsa Lancaster, dude. That is so good. I only watched it for the first time a few years ago. It's great, isn't it? It exceeded everything I thought going in, and especially because of you got Pretorius. Dr. Pretorius. And his little homunculi. And nothing is good. No Dr. Pretorius is good. No. No, Doctor Victoria is good. That is a cursed name. Yes, it is. If you if that is like your surname, change it. Yeah, like oh, I'm. Have you ever seen those the commercials where they're looking for a new doctor? Like oh, I'm looking for a new OBGYN, Doctor oh, Victoria's. Oh no! You better fucking swipe right. Don't 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 do that. No. Uh uh-uh. uh So and another one actually, I just recently watched uh, Rollerball by Norman uh, Jewison. Jimmy or James Con? Jimmy Con. Okay. Uh, this is your chance to take in Moonstruck this weekend. With O'Shea? Nick Cage. Nice. And uh, where he's he, really good in that. This is back when he was, this back in still in the 80s. He was exploring things and he would occasionally lean into a heavy drama, but he also was leaning a level into the lunacy where he loses his hand in this movie. Yeah. And it's also Cher in that, that mask run. Where she was making her serious Oscar contender mm-hmm. push. Yeah, this is again high level filmmaking. It's really very good. romantic. It's been a minute since I've seen Moonstruck. I believe it's uh, when the moon hits it's your eye like, like a big pizza, pizza pie. That's Amore. Or Lamore. Uh, we've also got Casablanca. You know, I can see my way through that. It's an I've seen that for me as well. I No, it is an I've seen that for me. And this might be the time I do check it off the list because. This is an annual one for Screenland. I, it's it's a big draw. Mm-hmm. I can definitely kind of, I've seen that my way through it. In fact, I've probably listened to the We Hate Movies podcast episode of this movie so many times. Everything I, can I definitely... Need, everything I need to know about Casablanca I learned from the cartoons. Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> they provided the most amazing foundation for, a again, the humanities and the right? importance of it. Uh, now, one I did see in the theater, because it was during... The Jim Carrey run uh-huh. when he was trying to go outside of comedy. Dark Jim Carrey? The, very dark in this case. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I've never seen that one. Great Kate Winslet performance. Mm-hmm. Great Elijah Wood Creeper performance. Big surprise. Right. But also this one, if you've ever experienced heartbreak, this one might be cathartic for you. Hmm. But it's also the importance of experience and, and po- possibly learning from those experiences this one it's it's well worth your time it's well worth your time and then continuing the screenland uh filmmaker feature uh we're continuing the work of jordan peele and his follow-up to get out and 
the sophomore film with a lot of filmmakers. When when the big divisiveness started happening. And this was great because I know we both dug us. Yeah. But a lot of people were not sure about us. So this is your chance to take it in on the big screen again mm-hmm. and talk about it afterwards with us. Yeah. If we happen to be there. All right. Now, that being said, uh, we do indeed hope to see you, um, I guess, Hands hands across America. With Screenland and the film family. uh, Scissoring around. But genius if we are talking film family. Hey, bellies. We also have our own collection of film family members hanging a Patreon. And here Mm. in the entirety of this month, as we prepare for this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament, we're opening up the vault. Yes. And showing you what we have to offer. Our sample bladder. (laughs) Our charcuterie board. Ooh, thank you. Charcuterie? Sure. Sure. See, that's my lasser right there. Adult adult snackables <laughs> and good. adult lunchables. I like that. In lieu of a uh, fruit punch, it's, you know, like a white wine. Of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can appreciate wine that. Wine in a bag. Well, this week I'd like to talk a little bit about our I've Seen That tier. Mm-hmm. That's the next one above Squidly Diddly. So that is to say, if you're at the I've Seen That tier, you're going to get all the stuff that we talked about last week, but you're also going to be getting access to uh, once a month we're going to be talking about uh, new horror movies. Yes. And this is actually where, on the main feed, if I don't know if anyone notices, but... We don't do new horror anymore. No, hardly ever, if at all. Mm-hmm. It is devoted to Patreon and our pallies. And if anything, 2023, we took a journey with new horror. We did. It I, started and, off the gate swinging. Oh, it started... Swinging. Super strong. I liked the slower, more kind of subtle... Things that we hit, and I know some hit a little bit harder for me than they hit for you, especially Talk to Me, <laughs> Godzilla, Consecration, a number of movies that we took in. I really enjoyed Consecration. Because it was a surprise. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing are the surprises that we get. Mm-hmm. And we also, we, we try to seek out stuff theatrically if we can. Yes. That is the main thrust of everything because we preach about communal experiences. Exactly. And that's the thing. We want to take it in uh, via theatrically. But there was definitely a movie, in terms of divisiveness, in terms of hype, and if anything that you've learned over the course of many, many episodes, yes, hype has become almost, I would say, your nemesis in a lot of ways. It can. It can, because hype can rarely enhances. <laughs> it's very- Rarely, <laughs> rarely, rarely Very enhances. rarely has the hype been met. More than likely- the hype hurts. Three out of four. Three out of four. Because there's been a lot of times where the hype has been met and exceeded. Sure. Or at least equal or greater than two. Mm-hmm. Right? But the majority, it's like the hype, like, okay, I'm already going in like, all right, what do you got? And I'm I- looking to not prove wrong, but I'm like, okay, now I'm expecting you sure. to provide what you... I All I want is what's on the tin. I don't think that's too much to ask. I, 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 and we'll go into it later. I don't ask for a lot. I just ask to be given what I'm sold. And what's funny is I thought about maybe putting in our Talk to Me episode because mm-hmm. that was definitely one where I really dug it. You appreciated it. It was fine. It was. <laughs> that's just it. It was fine. It but was then fine. There was another one. And specifically because of your wants, your needs, your expectations. Right. It hit a little bit harder, 
And I think, therefore, it made the conversation that much better. And it wasn't even the hype around the film. It was the hype the film set up about something else. So there was already two strikes against it, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, scariest movie of the year, Gorga, the movie of the year. And there's even two, like, okay, cool. What are we going to see? There's a cheese grater, Chekhov's cheese grater. Okay, let's see if that provides and delivers. Mm-hmm. All right, what else are we going to see? What is in this at Nakernomicon? Oh, that's going to be in this? Okay. Very cool. You set up lofty goals, movie. Let's see if you can meet those goals you set up for thine self. Well, that is to be said. You're going to hear our thoughts on experiencing Evil Dead Rise for the first time. Um, Even, I will say this, I actually ended up putting out an addendum afterwards because there was a lot that I was going through the first time I watched it and then I watched it again, which I thought actually played a little bit better a second time. I would encourage you kind of to do the same based on what you know now. However... You've also seen and experienced Demons 2, right. which you didn't beforehand, which, as we now know, would have played things differently for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. In fact, I might even do a double feature like, okay, let's see. <laughs> you could go worse. You could do worse. So we hope you enjoy uh, our thoughts on Evil Dead Rise. And so to get access to this and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead. And we promise we'll deliver. But we, we say on the tin... We, we give. And again, if you're on this particular tier, go back to the Advent Calendar episode where I think this really reared its ugly head for the first time in a knowing way. Right. So until the next time, this is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. I don't ask for a lot, man. I, it's, I have a promise, Wendley Diddley. By gum, I should get it. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast or a podcast that when it comes to shredded cheese prefers grating it ourselves versus buying it in the bag my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's patreon only episode we're heading to a high rise for a little heightened horror as we finally take in and experience 2023's evil dead rise And if you are listening in, thank you for being one of the deadly denizens that help make up our Nightmare Junkhead film family. And of course, thank you for going beyond... Squiddly diddly. All up in your swallow your soul hole. (laughs) Uh, And this episode definitely has been fairly a long time coming. Yeah. Yes. This has been one that's been on the radar for quite some time. Uh Uh-huh. For a minute. And is following in... The footsteps of the most recent winner of this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness, mm-hmm. 2013's Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. We even talked about it in that episode, the hype we kind of had both mm-hmm. going in. So that being said, an episode this hyped definitely needs uh, another person to talk about some of that hype. And the person we're bringing in is one of the people responsible for Evil Dead making right. its way uh, into that. Uh, you know him, of course, as the co-host of the Media Rewind podcast. Please welcome back, 
Dustin Pryor. Soul hole. What's that say? Soul hole. Hey, hey, hey. Soul hole. It, it always has to revert back to always sunny. Yeah, it does. In some form or fashion. Simpsons are sunny. Yep. Yeah. All the references are going to be hit. Uh, no, the reason we definitely wanted to have you on because your reaction to watching 2013's The Evil Dead for the first time was something we have been and since been jealous of. The fact that you had such a good time and we weren't there for it. I had a miraculous right. time with that movie. Like, okay, so full dis- full disclosure, full disclaimer, whatever you want to call it. When you guys invite me on to Into the Mouth of March Madness, and we've done that every year. I don't I don't know why you keep inviting me back. I think genius just leaves the door open. But when We couldn't get anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but no, when you guys invite me on for Into the Mouth of March Madness every year, you guys try to like pick and cater the films to something that I might have seen. Mm-hmm. And like I told you, like everything we watched this, or at least for my bracket this year, was something that I hadn't seen before. So I'm thinking, you know, and I'm not going to say that you guys have a, you guys know my likes, but right. you also know my dislikes. So sometimes when you guys suggest movies, they're not going to be necessarily in my rotational wheelhouse. We you say we I mean? might not be for you, but, or right. we'll be like, but I'm enjoy still, the shunting. But I'm still, <laughs> but I'm still going to watch them. And honestly, I had the absolute best time with Evil Dead. And I had no previous, other than like, you know, I know who's in Evil Dead and, and shit like that, but I don't have a, a history with the franchise like you guys do. You know of the OG, right? I you know, know uh, of Sam yeah, Raimi, and I know the ma- yeah the Campbell. main players, yeah, yeah. but you've never, yeah. but I've never seen them. I've not even caught like snippets. Mm-hmm. And then when you guys said, "Oh, hey, you're going to do 2013 Evil Dead," I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's going to be campy like I heard Evil Dead Two was, mm-hmm. and no, it wasn't. <laughs> but the the way that they the way that they shot that film the way that everything kind of went through I just really enjoyed it and for me to like enjoy a horror film that much yeah it's kind of atypical I'm not gonna say I dislike them it's just I, I like right. pew, pew pew bang bang splody splodies so right. your your library doesn't have as many horror hits but there are a couple in there you're not like oh yeah horror. right yeah they're, they're, it, it, my well, plus I, I, one of your favorite movies is a horror movie fucking predator right predator. i would say that probably the the way that you could describe my horror leanings is like science fiction horror mm-hmm. so like event horizon alien predator and then like zombie or outbreak type of horror right so nothing nothing like the i don't have a ton of like paranormal activity mm-hmm. i've seen the ring but i don't own it kind of stuff right. so there you go right but you are familiar also with the biggest hits like Jason, Freddy. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, I've, I've, so. I've seen them all. It's but just, when it I can't to, quote them. Right, no, right. But when it comes to like horror, it's not your main flavor, but you're not like, ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm never going to so, turn my nose up at right, it. Right, right. There's, there's some fucking hits. Yeah, and we definitely try not to lead you astray. But, oh, no, and then we know how much hyped you were, how... Well, Here's is, one thing. On a personal level, yeah. I this was almost a way of like me... Not rectifying, but like making good on not being with you to see Evil Dead in the first mm-hmm. one. You know, like, fuck yeah, I got to mm-hmm. see this in the theater with you. You know, so like also that added there too. That's cool that not on casual fans, not hardcore mm-hmm. or even starting oh. point from the remake on can go into this pretty much blind. This is another one like you don't need anything else what's really kind of fascinating with all the entries in the franchise is the fact that the first one the second the army of darkness the remake to this one can be your first film Mm -hmm. and you're not going to be lost right they always set up 
the rules in the film. Like, they will literally tell you. They will sometimes get a previously on, mm-hmm. and a lot of them. They work really well that way. So yeah. you can see it as a whole narrative arc or standalone individual movies that, depending on your taste... Will cater to a certain yeah, flavor. because mm-hmm. they hit the hardcore horror in the OG. Mm-hmm. And the remake. And the remake. They hit the horror comedy in 2 and 3. And Dar- Army of Darkness. They hit sword and sorcery and action in Army of Darkness. It's so, you know, so it's... Caters to many yeah, different, flavors, different flavors, many different fans of genre, and that's why I think... It's enduring to this day. It's a beloved franchise for a reason. And that they can continue to mm-hmm. find different ways to tell ostensibly the same kind of story. Same story. Exact same story. With the exception of three, mm-hmm. but it's still the same story in medieval times. So and <laughs> the very fact that they originally were gonna call it the medieval dead, mm-hmm. and they weren't I I think the the company the uh, the company was like, No, we can't do that. It just doesn't work. I was like, oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Uh, just such a missed opportunity. But um, if you were, and we'll possibly rank about, I kind of wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, at least for us, because again, mm. oh, you yeah. know, with you, the fact that you have not yet had the chance to experience them for the first time. Which we will rectify soon, because I think you will dig, I, I know you'll dig three. Mm-hmm. I think you'll dig two. I know you'll dig the OG. Yeah, the OG. Guys, I agree to watch Society, so it's not like I'm going to disagree <laughs> to watch happen. Evil Dead. It yeah, will yeah, happen. Yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of timing. No, well, I'm not. But, I'm not trying to sell you on it, but this is like. But I know also having the fact the fact that I think you had such a good time that first time with the Evil Dead. Oh I, hell yeah! I don't. We don't want to miss out on that. Right. On any possible situation, but for you, genius, how what, what is your relationship with the OG Dead by Dawn, Army of Darkness? I definitely saw two first. I remember me and my friend Philip. We were uh, we were at the grocery market, and he's like, "Hey, we we're gonna spend the night." I think I was in first grade, third, second grade, something like that. And like, let's get a scary movie. And so we went to a grocery store to rent a scary movie. And at that grocery store, and I remember because I would always go to that grocery store. It had. Uh, the poster of Evil Dead 2 with the skeleton face with, with the, the eyes. And I love that poster. So let's get that one. He goes, yeah, I like that one. I've never seen it. I watched it like this. It's fucking great, right? And so from then on, when Army of Darkness came, I watched Army of Darkness in the theater and like, this is fucking great. Then I backtracked to the OG and I was like, whoa, this is nothing. <laughs> nothing like what I expected the other ones to be yep. and like is this like a soft remake? I, I don't get so was it a wow pleasant, was it a pleasant surprise or yeah was it... no because it's it's fucking dark well it's... because a lot of people when they when they backtrack and they kind of like reverse engineer that kind of stuff they can either be swayed one way or the, oh, yeah. the complete opposite no of because it does it's such a tonal shift from dead by dawn into army of darkness mm-hmm. so that first one there's not there's so little levity the re it's the it's, remake yeah. of the OG is mm-hmm. a very almost tonal, faithful adaptation of the mm-hmm. OG. Gotcha. But then it gets into goofy. Then it gets even sillier. But then it gets serious again. Yep. So it's kind of like the ebbs and flow in a weird, a smaller version of Friday the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but well, less camp. Well, more campy. More camp, yeah. More campy. Well, and then it leaned into the fact, I know I watched the pilot episode of the series. The- I liked the first season. I saw part of the second season, okay. and I just stopped watching it. It's not because I didn't like it. It's just because there's a lot of shit to watch. Mm-hmm. It was probably cutting into media rewind time. Mm-hmm, right, or like, oh, what's this Yakuza game? I never <laughs> heard of this. Let's see what this is all about. So needless to say, I actually skipped school 
to go see Army of Darkness in the theater. <gasps> oh, Rebel. Like, that was Rebel, Daddy. <laughs> but the fact that this was the film, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, was the movie that really got me back into horror mm-hmm. when I was in high school, to the point that my junior year, when I was going through a lot of the stuff with my mom, I wrote a paper about Ash Williams and his ability to persevere through shit that I wanted to also persevere through all the stuff I was going through. So I was actually starting to incorporate nice. horror into my everyday life. And then I also backtracked into the original Evil Dead. I was at my buddy Scott Scott Finley's house. It's nothing what you expect if you come in at two or three, is it? I was almost hiding behind a chair. It is crazy nothing because you're so thinking a lighthearted out. romp, and yet it's like mean and scary and like violently bloody and you're like god damn where's the jokes where's the levity because you know i love that shit so it wasn't a bad surprise because i also love gore and meanness too so like i'm like okay cool i'm down for the ride but needless to say i've been pleased with every entry in the franchise which i think is rare to say with franchises now it's been really consistent yeah and i think it's consistent in its inconsistency sure yeah you know yes well that has to do i think a lot with sam raimi Mm -hmm. establishing so much that we usually see in the series the gentleman of horror the gentleman goofball of horror looking good but then also the handoff to fede and in this case also to lee cronin uh, no, no relation, I assume, to Hugh, Hugh Cronin. Cronin. Yeah. Jessica Tandy's in the back. That's my boy. <laughs> and we, obviously, the remake made an impression. In fact, the fact that it is, I think it was just last week, was the day it was released in 2013. And on the interwebs, it was getting a lot of love. So it's not a shock to me that it did win this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness. Mm-hmm. But it's also so refreshing to see so many people discovering it. For the first time in realizing just how good it is. And that is to say then, I came in with still lowered expectations for Evil Dead Rise. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, with my history, with our history, with everything at this point, and again, seeing it in the theater with you guys for the first time, the fact that you bypassed seeing it at Panic Fest, Dustin. Yeah. Which, you want to talk about a crowd to see a movie like that with? Right. I'm so shocked we didn't hear it over, uh, thank God it's Friday. And Everything else is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Genius, so- are those leather pants you're wearing? Ajay. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> but excuse me, I need to go get some more. My, my ro- gold bond powder. My robes, they were as thinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Live your life like the Leatherman. <laughs> Dude, I, okay, side tangent. I couldn't be like the Leatherman. Can you imagine how much fucking t- gold... Yeah, gold bound and talc and shit. I have to moving. constantly in leather and dancing I, and shit. I just dude. couldn't do it because like I don't have the balance to stand on top of cars anymore. I know. I'm making dents and shit, dude. Plus with all the talk and the leather and the sweat. By the end of the day, when I take my pants off to change, it's like there's fucking like, like cookie those, dough and shit yeah, coming it, it out of the like bottom one of, those of it. Wrestlers like sweatsuits. God, <laughs> I can't <laughs> even imagine the summer days, dude. I can fucking sweat in shorts and a tank top. Look, guys, imagine full on leather shoe, leather suit and dancing. Hell no, man. Like, oh, I smell Toll House. Now you smell Troll House is what you smell. That's that. <laughs> Crotch cookies. <laughs> right? Polly don't want a cracker with that. Uh, anyway, going back to Evil Dead. Sorry. <laughs> no, nah, I think just every, anyone that was at that Evil Dead screening truly missed out <laughs> on the true gem of Panic Fest. But no, we appreciate you missing out on that. 
I wouldn't say I missed it, Bob. But but taking it in at that point. So that being said, it should be noted we did recently have a chance to see this. Now we saw it in theater one at Screenland. We saw it the way that's the way to me. Oh, absolutely. You're supposed to see it. We were encamped in the front row. Uh-huh. And the, nor- the normal seats. The, it's kind of where we go at this point. That's what we do. I don't know why more people don't like those couches. I think there's They're a stigma. So comfy. And... Well, there's. It's because it's at the very front, and I do think people still think that if you're in the front, it's to your detriment. But at Screenland, no the way, way it's set up, and back in the day when I was in my relationship, always had to sit in the back. Mm. Always in the back. So this is just. It's a new world for me. Well, when we were policing like the the theaters in between the the movies of Panic Fest, I went back to the back, you know, to kind of check the rows and everything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it back there. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's just... almost too far because I mean, granted the 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 screen is huge sure. in theater one, but I'm still like, man, I've gotten so spoiled to sit yeah. in that front row. You're like looking up and seeing like nostril hair and like gigantic heads and like all of a sudden you look back there in the back it's like i could watch this at home well you know but that's just it i have grown so accustomed to that view and that perspective and just being able to soak in things like that that it feels weird if we're not there so to me that was the first part of making sure it was a panic fest-esque viewing experience the other thing i really like about sitting in the front row at at screenland and i we can kind of go off of the screenland thing and, and talk about the movie but I like hearing the reactions in the first row. Like, if you're in the back, you get like the ha, 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 ooh, you know, oh, snap, shit that bounces off the screen comes back to you. When you're in that front row, it's like you're immersed in everybody's, like, visceral reaction, whether it be laughter, you know, yelling or anything like that. I mean, granted, people don't just yell at the theater, but, you know. Hopefully not. It's perfect, though, and that's, Mm -hmm. to me, I wanted to try to replicate that. But I will say, I want to give a real quick shout-out to film family members. Let's see here. uh, Joel... Julie, Lauren, and of course you, that were in attendance on this one. But for me, it all starts, of course, with the trailers. And I was really excited because I, and my whole thing is, if I know I'm going to watch a movie, I'm not going to watch the trailer when it's released on social media. Mm -hmm. But if it does appear before a movie, I will watch it. Yeah. And evil trailer is fucking tight. Then seeing the trailer finally, because I knew it was coming out, had heard all the hype. And seeing it that first time, I think I was with you when I watched it the first time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, And then wow. we watched the brand new trailer with him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, because it was coming out the next week, mm-hmm. right? And so, no, no, like. your mic. Oh, and so, like, it was like, hell yeah, this movie looks great. So, I was even more excited than when we kicked off with a trailer for a movie that we talked about with uh, uh, Ken and Ashley. Mm-hmm. One that's coming up. The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. That looks cool. And that when looks I, cool. When I saw the thing about, like, you know, from Stephen King, I'm like, oh, is it? Because Stephen King has a relationship with the Evil Dead franchise. Uh-huh. The scariest movie he's ever seen. That's the, that's the ringing endorsement you needed back in the day. So that set the stage nice. Also, it was a Red Band trailer mm-hmm. for Sisu. Yeah. That oh, showed yeah. up, which, goddamn, that fucking movie. That movie is... Yeah, I it's think we still got a week until that releases, right? <sighs> and people need to go see that in droves. Uh, we need to be there on Thursday night oh, in hell theater yeah. one again. Hell yeah! Because I actually missed the last fifteen minutes of it. So oh, I know, I know, you missed some good splodies. I know, yeah, you did. but <laughs> I was to also understand the dog gets away. Oh, yes, because so, goddamn, because should be noted for animal trauma and this and that. Of course, there's a cat in this movie, and the second that cat was introduced, I was like. 
Because he, we didn't I even, even see, looked we, over at you because he's jingling his thing, and I'm like, oh motherfucker. So I will just say, Boogeyman trailer played, uh, everything played, wonderful. Stephen King, this and that. The movie kicks off, large and loud. How weird was it though to go from? Was it? It wasn't into straight into New Line. It was a, you know a shared. It was the Warner Brothers. Yes, New Line Warner Brothers, and then you saw like the real shiny New Line come up. Oh yeah, and. That actual intro scene when we go through the river. Uh-huh. Very evil deadian. It was evil deadian, but even the way the font looked with the title, it looked shiny and new. And for a second, I was like, oh <laughs> no. Love boat? It was shiny and new. Evil, shiny and new. Come on, join us. We've been waiting for you. Evil dead boat. We'll swallow your soul dead by dawn, evil dead boat. Greg, I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Stop me or else I'll go on. <laughs> this is where you could actually have special guest star uh, Ted Raimi. <laughs> right. uh, and Henrietta. <laughs> Someone's at the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Inevitably, as we now see with this film and an example, we could take the Necronomicon Mm -hmm. out on a cruise. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was so kind of initially, not hesitation, but we are going so different this time. Yeah. With this entry. In urban setting. Out of the woods. Out of the woods. We're now, you have no excuse. Right. This stuff could happen to you now, genius. Uh Uh-huh. Very much. And well, I'm not going to read from the fucking book, but at the same time, neither do the other people. So again, now, that's one reason why I don't want to live in an apartment building. Yep. If I fuck up, that's on me. I don't want to fuck up because of somebody else's misguided attempts of buffoonery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, the buffoonery I thought initially was really going to occur because the font almost took me out for a second because it was just so... just. Stylized studio in a way that I wasn't expecting with that, but then you wanted it ODB style. You wanted it raw. I needed it raw. Shimmy, even, shimmy y'all, shimmy y'all, yeah, shimmy yay. Because even back in like the uh, the uh, remake, the uh, oh. the thing was just like boom, red and black, boom, yeah. old school. Okay, cool. Here we go. On to the horror. Now that being said, the intro itself and the eventual. Opening title reveal. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yes, I liked it a lot. I that's, locked it. That's where what a seven point one Dolby comes in. Ooh. Holy shit, man! That was rattling shit in theater one. It was amazing. And Brrr. in the trailer, it is revealed, and you see the deadite floating across the water mm-hmm. in such a striking image that seeing it and then getting the title of Evil that Dead Rise cool. behind it, I was totally into it. Now. All that being said, let's throw it out. Dustin. What'd you think of the movie? What'd you think of the movie? I liked it quite a bit. Um, I've had about 24 hours to sit on it uh-huh. and kind of think about it. Uh-huh. Not yet Not yet 24 hours. Initially, when I got out of it, I think I liked the 2013 more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not with not saying that I hated or did you know disliked Evil Dead Rise. I just... The the beginning portion where we actually get them in the woods and we and we actually see the, you know, the trailer pop and everything... It just seemed like why? Why was it there? And then all of a sudden you get the like the, the time warp, you know, what day earlier or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it just it didn't confuse me. I mean no. it didn't lose me at all. But I'm just like, okay, I can see where this is kinda going and 
But I did like the fact that they change it from the woods mm-hmm. to to be like an urban setting because now it's it's kind of like what we talk genius and I have talked about the purge series. You know, the more you kind of expand on that and the the different places you put it on a ranch in Texas, in you know Chicago, in space, in <laughs> space, wherever you put it, you still have new and fresh stories on a boat pull from. Yep. Yeah, in Kansas City, Kansas. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> At, at Genius's house. No. No. So I don't know. And I know Genius, we had talked initially upon afterwards. Because I will say this I really, really dug the movie. Uh-huh. And I think it's my lowered expectations that helped. Uh-huh. But also, I think the fact that it felt just nice getting out of the woods. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. feeling the level of isolation that they were able to encapsulate in this movie, even though we're in an apartment building, which is something we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the performances. The, oh, the, 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 across uh, the board. The little girl from the, to the Deadite Queen, for lack of a better term. Um, even the side characters... Right, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna yeah, watch the, the neighbors," and because even the kids, they only had like two lines, and like one, they stuck out like, a, "We're gonna watch all the Freddy movies, even the ones that suck. None of them suck." Nell Fisher, Nell Fisher, Nell Fisher the little girl, the, the, she was great. Played Cassie because well, they even gave her an introducing at the end, like because she fucking killed it. And same because kid actors oh. can make or break your film, like easily, very much, so. easily, easily. Same thing with animal actors. No, Ben, no. No, kids, no. Right? And so... Uh, well, and then you throw them in a movie like this like that this. is intense and, and not Stephen King approved. Stephen King approved big time, mm-hmm. which I know you also wanted a little bit more of a... Well, well, we'll, we'll get, get in my that. beefs in here in a minute. I'm getting, just, I'm getting wound up. <laughs> uh, but I do remember uh, just feeling this feeling of freshness, mm-hmm. of also... Not sure of how it's going to play out. And because this is unfamiliar territory, I was more excited. I was genuinely, not optimistic, but having fun going, okay, where are we going to go? Because this is unfamiliar territory now. But see, that's also one of my points of contention. Now, I want to go on the record saying that I really, 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 really enjoyed this movie. It was fun. I thought it was a fresh take on bringing, I think it's a good example of where the series can go. Again, I like the actor. I, I like the performances. I liked. I, I liked the movie. I thought it was a really good movie. I'm just disappointed in it, and I'm disappointed in myself because I believe that I this one was a burned by hype movie for me because my own expectations, my own hype, burned it. I feel like if I didn't, if I didn't have that, I would be like, man, this movie was. Fucking fantastic. So what I'm about to say and all that shit, if you hear me feel like, dude, he didn't like the movie. No, 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 no. I really liked the movie. But going to what you said where you didn't know where it was going to go, I think when it said one day earlier, that just lost all, like, poof, like, dread. Any type of suspense? Because I know that the evil's going to win. If not, why are we having them in the woods? We're going back to the woods, apparently, after this. Ah, you know what I'm saying? If it would have just kept it somehow that the the kids brought the car back and that's how they got it or something. I think that's what it would get it. Now, again, I like the movie. I just, maybe it's like I said, because of my own expectations, I wished for more. I just, 
It's like, hey, come to all you can eat. Does this look like a man who's had all he could eat? That could have been me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yes, there was buckets of gore. Yes, there was a really cool, inventive thing. And again, I'm not complaining about it, even though it sounds like I fucking am. It's just, come on, man. 2013's was so good and violent and gory and bloody. You're bringing something new. Amp it up. You had a new setting. Give us more. Example. Prime example. The grading scene, okay. The and it should be noted at the one of the one of the premieres on the red carpet, they had a cheese grater right walking the red carpet. Right, there was hype, a lot of hype, a lot around. of hype about this movie. I was hyped about this movie. And that scene with a cheese grater, right? I mean, fucking marketing cheese grater, everything, and it was just one like funk, and that's it, right? I'm thinking. It's going to be like in typical dead-eyed form when they go <laughs> unmercifully and just robotically just yeah. continuously stab. I'm thinking somebody's going to get ripped in the leg with a cheese grater multiple times. And then they made so much point of the showing people cooking things mm -hmm. multiple times in the movie. Then I'm like, okay, somebody's going to grab that spaghetti, throw it in the pot, and then hit somebody with it. That's what I demand. I want to speak to the manager of the Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just, like, I was expecting more, mm -hmm. you know? And from the and even when the Stephen King approved, we know that these kids are going to be in peril. We see them in the... Let me even rewind this. All the best scenes are in the trailer. All the best gags. All the best setups. Some of the, even the best payoffs mm -hmm. were in the trailer. And once I realized, like, oh, that was in the trailer, and that was cool, that they expanded on it, like, it almost felt like I've seen this movie. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And I guess maybe that that's not another side effect of the hype of being burnt. But yeah. And again, I yeah. liked what I saw, but I felt like I've seen it before. And of course, you can say that with every Evil Dead, because sure. it is a lather, rinse, well, repeat. But... There was a lot of cool things that were in there. I really enjoyed my time with this movie. I had fun. It's just I I wanted to have more fun. I wanted to have disturbing level disturbing behavior levels of fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cuz I was fucking pumped after that movie. Yeah. You know, that's what I wanted with Evil Dead. That's what I expected to get with Evil Dead. And so I'm more mad at myself and disappointed with myself and at the movie. It's like we're both in timeout. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we both have the dunk cap on. We're both looking at each other. You see what she did? It wasn't my fault. Yeah, it was. You know? You know? That, and like maybe, maybe I'm coming off like old man yells at the clouds or something like that. But at the same time, again, I really, really, really liked it. It's just, it wasn't as good as 13. And, and it's just, you had 10 years to fucking amp it up. And you're talking about, oh, man, this is going to be way crazier and crazy shit like you never seen it before and there was some cool shit don't get me wrong again spoilers the shunting deadite was slick all the callbacks were slick the kills were violent and cool that they could have been cooler you know what i'm saying the shout outs and the, the little easter eggs are cool too but well, and I think this is appropriate. We're about half an hour in. Let's we can go to spoiler territory. Oh, we haven't gone into spoiler territory already with that. Oops. <laughs> I, <laughs> right? No, but I think this is this in turn your your point of contention. I also wanted some more. However, I think based on the relationships that are offered in this film, I think that whole element and watch talk about you know uh, 
cautionary words with guests in the background. Another one for you. I felt this leaned and went a little Ari Aster-esque with some of the relationships between the sisters, See, the elements like of regret. I liked yeah. that aspect of it. Like the, fa- the fact that the deadites were preying on this familial bonds and preying in, and because that's what deadites do. That's what demons should do. They pray, fuck with your emotions to weaken you so they can get up in you, you know? So like... I liked that aspect. The fact that that basically it was kind of like a again, like you said, I wouldn't go as far as saying Ari Aster, but definitely in that like grief porn, mm-hmm. grief porn subgenres that we're in right now. And at the same time, while it worked, I thought it almost worked better with the trope in the old old uh, not the OG one, but the remake one mm-hmm. with that whole like trying to get Mia clean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a little bit more an interesting dynamic and a familial bond that we don't see explored a lot. Yeah, and that's what I thought was really cool about it. And I'm not saying that this wasn't cool and the uh, that that wasn't, but it almost like again like an uh, uh, onion in the belt. I've seen enough family dynamic grief porn horror, but like. Fuck them kids up. You know what I'm saying? I maybe that's another thing well, I'm like think fuck those kids up. If you're going to fuck up a kid, fuck them up. Well, let's get into some of the expectations that were set by the design of the Necronomicon. And I will give it this, the teeth binding. That was cool. It's got teethers. It got teethers. And that's another thing. The addition of the lore, the fact that the Necronomicon Ex Mortis that we know of is only one of three volumes, myth- <laughs> mythical volumes out there, and this is a different one. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. It's a different movie, different flavor. And again, I liked it. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But within the, within the pages of this Necronomicon. Okay, that's another thing. I knew this would get you. That's another thing. Yep. All right. So a common tradition in the Evil Dead franchise, especially like in the later entries, is the pages foreshadow some of the kills that you're going to see. It's like, hey, kids, look, prepare for this. Get ready for this. Get ready for that. And I'm okay. Woman being boiled in hot water. All right. Cool. We've seen that in a little bit in the trailer. I'm down for that. Um, people being mauled and clawed by random hands. Cool. I'm ready for that. Now let's go. What? What's this? A squiddly diddly? Fucking there's tentacles coming out of somebody's mouth? And it looks... And and painfully? <gasps> cool! I'm ready! I'm ready! Genius. They've got cats in this movie, and now we're getting maybe some evil... Some okay, so first of all, the, the cat thing, that, like, that... No, you, know, you better fucking not do this. You better not do this, because it was a nice kitty, right? And so, just like to hide and get wimbly nimbly in the air vents, he's probably playing John McClane. Ho, 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 I got some catnip, right? So... <laughs> so... I'm like, uh, don't. This is potential strike one, Evil Dead Rise. Mm -hmm. But then, like again, everything was cool about it, and it was just. uh, So when we eventually get to the scene that we are anticipating, there's no squiddly diddly. There's no squiddly diddly. You show me glimpses of squiddly diddly. And yet you give me a Candyman-esque vomiting of bugs. A very Fulci-esque vomit, which is cool. It was gross. It was gross. It was gnarly. But if you're going to promise Squidly Diddly, you fucking deliver Squidly Diddly. Don't rev up this engine unless you plan on driving it all the way home. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even know where to go with that analogy. Like, <laughs> don't don't tease with Squidly Diddly. With great Squidly comes great response to Diddly's. So, like... Thank you, Ned Flanders. 
And I think I could feel your disappointment, actually, from when we all witness it. Because in my head, I was like, oh, that's Here comes perfect. the spindly diddly part. Because right? it even goes, it goes back to like, remember this squindly diddly? Eh, eh. Eh, you know what I'm saying? At least in that movie, The Handmaid, when they had the pictures of the squiddly diddly, they delivered the squiddly diddly. That's true. So that's like, true. I don't know. Come on, man. That now that's strike one. That's strike one. That is fair. I I will say the that scene that we normally get in an Evil Dead movie, the usually that scene. Oh yeah. They include it here. But they have a cutaway before anything really truly becomes that scene. The uh, vine scene. The vine scene. The vine scene. Yes, every Evil Dead has a vine scene. Well, and I will say I love the whole reveal with the earthquake and the unearthing of the Necronomicon and the records that... We can't even call the Necronomicon. It's It's like the... The Tome of the Dead. Externus, the the Nocturus Extremis or something like that. (laughs) It's a different. It's Your another, Latin's terrible. I know, right? Pasumna ira ada aquam. It's okay. It's another variation, <laughs> but the introduction of that and the fact that we even opened the movie with the kids spinning records backwards. I love it. Me too. I like that. I really enjoyed touch. that bit, but there were parts of me that was like, "It's only a goddamn kid." Is going to be exploring. Is going to put that on, even though you're going. You don't do it. Don't I was like, do you it. Fucking idiot. And that's just it. You fucking idiot. It's you always know? these uh. damn kids. But you can't have the movie without the recitation of the. And but I love how they incorporated it. Mm-hmm. You get the initial possession, and then you have her, as we say, doing the family dynamics. You walked away saying, "That's a mean movie." It is. It's. Because it didn't, re- at least for me, and again, just like Genius, I'm not going to say I didn't like the movie, but I do have you know some some quarrels. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that they didn't expand on the sister relationship too much. Mm-hmm. Like they just kind of abandoned it. You know, it's like, oh, you're you're a groupie whore. You know, and then like, oh, you're you're a tattoo artist that's just trying to take care of your kids that lost her husband. To what what did they say? It was like a yoga instructor or something, something like, like that. Yeah, but it was like that was pretty much it. And then all of a sudden, the the change happens, and then you don't get that relationship. So it's like you really didn't get a relationship between the aunt and the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she's the cool aunt that you know is the guitar you know tuner for whoever. But I just Who's think pregnant. I, yeah, I just think the interpersonal relationship piece of it. And li- listen to me, trying oh the interpersonal relationships of a horror film. But it's like well, I mean, it it delivered more when in the 2013 version because you spent more time with the individual characters. Yeah. You know, in this one, it's pretty much the characters that you did spend time with are just running from the threat, you know, to run from the threat, you know, to push your movie along. It wasn't necessarily, other than that, there was no kind of, I don't know, any kind of angst, any kind of dread in between the characters. Like somebody could say something that would piss somebody off and then you abandon them. But it was just like this one. It's just like you're running from the the main threat of the boogeyman. Well, I also think there's something to be said. I mean, maybe because it's something that we, none of us have children, you know. So like that whole like, if I do, I'd like to get those little bastards over here so I can write them off on my taxes. <laughs> I might need some body, some organs here soon. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, you got a lung I can borrow. <laughs> oh, Papa needs a liver. So, um, no, <laughs> no, but. Uh, no, so I guess there's also that sense of dread. I mean, there's also also something inherently fucking terrible when a mother snaps and tries to kill her children. 
You know, like saying heinous, evil things, evil while shit doing it. to her children and about her children yes. and about her family and yes. about her sister. And you know, because like I couldn't imagine. Although I've wanted to say some heinous shit about my brothers, you know, I've never said anything about my brother to his face like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, that hurtful and that, like like you said, it's a mean movie. Yeah. And I think that adds a lot to the meanness of it. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) and this is something I've I've struggled with. Like, there was a big big pause there where I I was trying to gather my thoughts while you guys were having your conversation about it. With everything that was divulged in the trailer, mm-hmm. like, did it, it, it just took away, like, the, the one line, you know, mommy's with the maggots now. I'm like, they didn't have to showcase that. They, like, some of the coolest parts. Right. You know, the only thing that they took out of it was the gore. And while, yes, you do come for the gore, like, the scissor stab in the nose, that was slick. Yeah. That was cool. But at the same the, time, the I the think. The fucking hair rip scalp. That was cool, that too. Was grand. That there was, was the, the, super cool. The shining elevator sequence. That was cool, but also it was almost too shinning. Two shitting. You know what I'm saying? It what was, about the eye gag? I liked that. That, that was kind of damn funny. And see, not only was it funny, but it was a good little Easter egg. I like the Easter eggs and the homages that they do to the well, other movies. Yeah, well, there. so some of them I really dug. In fact, I will say the Dead by Dawn sequence. I like the fact I, they brought the Dead by Dawn and Swallow Your Soul. I really, mm-hmm. really liked that. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't get teary-eyed per se, but the grin was there. The Come Get Some... I actually, it didn't I felt work it was a for little you. forced. Yeah. It really did. But I didn't realize it was also the like the pull quote from Henrietta's Pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come get some. Yeah, I, I like the Henrietta's Pizza gag. Henrietta does not get enough love. <laughs> Fucking good old Ted <laughs> Raimi in that suit. I, the fact that you can openly see the zipper open in the movie. And listen, it's so much. Know, it's so charming. Well, Henrietta is great. One of my favorite sub-characters in the well, whole series. Well, and again... Present company aside, when we see the formation of this, in this case, the abomination, mm-hmm. you know, that they got in 2013. Using a, a dead thing. Yes. I liked it. I did too. They kept it in the darkness, which means I'm wondering how much was ones and zeros, how much it was practical, because that's the one thing with that 2013 remake. It they do practical. A, and oh, that's it was all get out. Thing. That's another, like, I don't want, it's not a strike. It's a ball. It's a foul. Yeah. I wish it was more practical. Me too. Yeah. And I'm sure it had to do with time and money. It always does. It's always time and money. Yeah. Ball bearings, time and money. And, of course, given kind of the nature of the script, the references that are in there, you know Lee Cronin loves the franchise. Oh, absolutely. You can feel it. You can see it. But I'm sure it's also a lot of the studio. Just here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. And... Let's see what we can make. But the introduction of a grinder, the fact that we got that in Halloween Ends, mm-hmm. and we've got that in, I'm trying to think, there's another movie that feeds, uh, The Texas Chainsaw. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the one with the Dario at the end, didn't it? Uh, yeah. And then Friday the 13th, there was, they ter- didn't they put him in a grinder? I don't know if Jason They put him in a chipper. A they put him in a chipper. Part of him. I don't know. Oh, regardless, regardless, it's fun to see that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's always good to see a grinder. Something that can come up. But Ooh, remember the grinder in uh, uh, Walking Dead down in the junkyard? Oh, yeah. yeah. Say yes. <laughs> the slurry. The slurry. <laughs> Grinders are always good in, in all media. 
But the fact that we have our requisite chainsaw that comes into play. And boomstick. The boomstick. And uh, the staffany. The staffany. That was great. That was cool. That, that got I me. like staffany. That was kind of like a gnome stick. But that's something we've grown to expect. And I remember you distinctly saying, when the chainsaw moment hit... And the 2013 oh, remake, yeah. when you watch it, you did you reacted, did you it not? It was fucking epic. Like, I was watching it alone, and I reacted. This and, one, not so much. And well, and I think of that scene when you have everything on fire, the blood is raining down, and she's just going to town. Yeah. That's amazing. The moment when we have our chainsaw moment against the Yuzna Deadite while it's being grinded, it was great. But it wasn't grand. Yeah, you couldn't really see anything. And I mean, granted, you had like the, the showers of blood that were kind of going everywhere. Mm-hmm. But accentuate that. Mm-hmm. Light the damn thing. Just... I realize you're in a parking garage, but I mean, come on. If if you're going to spend the money on this particular gag, spend the effing money on a light bulb, too. And maybe that's the thing. It was too dark. And I'm not saying like the other movies aren't dark because it's in cabins in the woods mm-hmm. and fucking with no lighting and shit. But at the same time, this whole movie was fucking dark. I want to see the payoff. That's, yeah. what, that's what it all boils down to, at least for me. And that's just it. It seems, again, it's you wanted more. Yeah. And I, could, I also, one of the things that got to me was I would have liked more, but what I got, I was okay with. Right. Right. And, I, and here's the thing, though. I'm actually, I was more invested in the relationships, and a lot of it is the baggage I bring. And when the moments were happening, talking about, yeah, I called you two times. That, that one moment, kind of was like, God damn. Then and, I'm like, oh, you done fucked up now, groupie. And ah! that, it hit me a lot harder. And I'm like, holy shit, is this going to be like a new invitation kind of movie for me? Fucking Ari Aster's <laughs> Evil Dead. Well, and it leaned that way into me throughout like the first third of the film until we finally get the possession, then the turn, and then the gore hits. So I actually, from the get-go, I was, I really dug, I need to watch it again. Maybe away from your guys' evil influence. No, but again, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, I like that, but I could have used more of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. More, like, more, if more. you're gonna, if you're going to, if you're gonna set it up, don't just like, hey, let's make this nice big setup and then make way for more gore and then not give a lot of gore. I mean, there's a lot of gore. Don't get me wrong, but again, I could have used more gore. But I, if you're gonna have the family dynamic like you, I wasn't. And I'm not saying it's not invest-worthy or anything like that, but I would be in the same boat with you if I had a little bit more of that dynamic from them, a little bit more of that. Then I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, then like, yeah, this is, I mean, it's fucked up, but I would have been like, it's really fucked up, you know? So again, just the investment wasn't there for you. A little bit more. If there's a director's cut with like 20 more minutes of film, I bet it's going to be a significantly little amount better. Like, if I was, like, it'd probably jump it up at least a half a star. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. No, that works. So, worked. not saying it's bad, but just give me more. If you're going to have, if you're going to follow up 2013, you better fucking bring it. You got 10 and years they, of making that. And they brought enough. They brought it, but it just isn't enough for the right. whole party. It, yeah, it, it didn't It didn't eclipse the 2013 at all. And right. It actually, in, in my eyes... It actually kind kind of fell short of 2013. Exactly because the the, the blood gags, the the kind of raining down blood thing, it was just not not necessarily lackluster because it was a it was a huge set piece, but it wasn't as epic as 2013. And yeah. I think that's where I, that's where I struggle with it is because we when we walked out of there, yes, it was a mean movie in terms of like some of the things that were done and said and some of the the set pieces, but it was like it just. 
I had already seen the most epic of fucking blood gags. And then to not see another epic blood gag was just like, okay, that was all right. Everybody, I think the filmmakers and the audience were expecting a home run. We got was a to third. We got a stand-up triple. Yeah. And that's not bad. It's not a home run, but hey, we're still in the game. You know, we and still got this. triple. Exactly. Not even a slidey triple. Exactly. We're pretty good. We're good off. That's for the sports balls fans. We're good off. Well, and also, I guess it is nice the, the fact that we are in 2023. We got a new Evil Dead film that is ideally expanding, not so much the universe, but where it can take place. Mm, right. You know, whether we end up on a boat in space, it could be fun. The dead boats in space. So we like to uh, close these out with uh, what film would you pair this with as a double feature? It could be contemporary. It could be classic. Uh, Genius or Dust? uh, Let's see. Dustin, an action film that you could uh, throw uh, a pair against with Evil Dead Rise. Go to Genius real quick. Okay. Because I just lost it. I've never seen it, but it's and I've seen that, but I heard of it. I'm going to go Demons 2. Yeah. Because demons in a high rise, that just seems like it'd be a natural good pairing. It is a good pairing. I watched it for the first time last year, and it is also Stephen King approved. Oh, good. Is yes. it violently Stephen King? Well, it's Italian, so, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. See, that's... Okay. I am going to actually go also with a sequel. No, what is it? The Raid. Of course. I was... Set in an apartment building? I was... Oh, yes. I was trying to do a little John Stockton <laughs> there for you, my friend. Uh, Layup! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Poltergeist three. Also, see that was gonna be. Rise. I was gonna say if it wasn't for that one, I'd go with the high rise. Yeah, and I'd like to think then ideally you would start with Evil Dead Rise and then go into either one of those as you will definitely have a good time. But I'm just saying if I've got Eco and Joe Taslim against the Necronomicon, oh my god! Oh, I would love to see an. I would love oh, to see a Timo. Oh, no, 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 Gareth no, no. Evans and Timo's Evil I'm Dead. I'm not talking about a Timo or Gareth Evans. I'm just saying if this was actually real life and I had Eco oh. and Joe Taslim they against with me in the Necronomicon. We're going to fuck up whatever comes out of that Necronomicon. You can talk all Latin you want. You're still getting that ass whooped. Swallow your soul. Swallow this. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, no. I think that's what they should do. They should hand, like, hand it off to different hand directors. Hand it off to, to yeah. Gareth Evans and, and Timo. Fucking the Mo brothers would kill it. Oh, my God. Can't you ima- can you imagine like an Indonesian Evil Dead? Oh, no. Yeah. That yeah. would be mean, gory, brutal, violent. Ew, I'm hyping myself up for movies that don't even exist. Yeah, see, you got to watch the hype. I know. Yes, if anything we've learned through this episode, I know. watch the hyperbole. But again, Dustin, thank you for experiencing you this. No, of course, of course. Uh, and I know we're disappointed. Hopefully, uh, next month's new horror episode won't be disappointing. It'll be a lot of fun. But until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. I really want some spaghetti right now. But I don't think it'll be enough. 